Hey guys, it's Ed, and I'm coming to you live from the Temporary Drunk Gossip Studios here in New York City. Uh, first of all, tempor- I say it's temporary, um, not because our permanent's not ready, it is, I just, I'm being lazy and I didn't feel like going to the permanent studios at this point, but I did want to record. So, <laughs> there's that. Um, and just, uh, I'm chuckling, and I just need you guys to know why. I I hit record, and I literally forgot what I was supposed to say to you guys. Um, oh, if well, here's this segment, I'm in such deep shit. Such deep shit. Um, alright. So, I do want to say one thing before we get into the heart of the story. This week, we're starting to see a little bit more uh, gossip come out. We're we're seeing uh, the news cycle pick up a, in our favor a little bit. I I always want to bring you guys fresh content, but I want that content to be. Uh, I don't want to be struggling to fill the time or come up with segments. So, like today, it seems like there's going to be way more than enough. And it seems like we're going to be able to just go back to our daily schedule. Just so you know, there may be times where the news cycle is slow and we're not going to do a daily show. Um, or we're going to do um, more special episodes like True Crime. Um, I have a couple of True Crimes on the docket. We have um, blind items. Um, come January 1st, we're going to have some more blind item reveals because you guys really love those. So that's those are the kinds of things I want you to uh, just know. Uh, I I really, truly do love recording. I truly love coming to you guys every single day live. But I'm not going to do something that's not fun for me. And I'm not going to... Because if it's not fun for me, it's not fun for you guys. And I don't want you guys to stop listening to me. (laughs) So, let's move on. Let's talk about Amy Robach, Jeffrey Epstein, and the big scandal engulfing ABC News right now. So last July, at an award ceremony, Amy Robach was apparently on a hot mic, and she was caught complaining about ABC News not airing an interview with Virginia Roberts. Virginia Roberts is one of Jeffrey Epstein's alleged victims. She has claimed several times that um, she was his sex slave, and he would often loan her out to various members of his um, inner group for their recreation. And uh, Amy Robach actually had the interview with her back in 2015. And part of the hot mic, she says, you know, we connected... This scandal to Bill Clinton and Dershowitz, um, meaning Jeffrey Epstein's lawyer, uh, and a couple other big names, including uh, Prince Andrew, which leads to where the scandal is starting to really deepen. So, the rumor, or the the belief is, and there was a blind um, blind item about this, but I'm going to get to that in just a second. Um, what, what she says is, what Amy Robach says is that 
the royal family threaten them. Threaten ABC um, every which way till Sunday, including possibly withholding an interview with William and Kate, which was really highly sought after and highly rated when it actually aired. Now, this would not be the first time that the royal family stepped in and protected Prince Andrew. This, this is a recurring theme, especially with uh, the British media, where the royal family will step in and um, the royal family will step in and try to try to squash this, uh, try to squash a story. Um, before it percolates up. That being said, the royal family does deny um, threatening to withhold interviews with any of the members of the family or interfering with journalistic integrity at all. ABC News went into a hard scramble as the story broke today. Um, Amy Robach um, released another statement saying that the reason why the interview didn't air is because there was not enough corroborating evidence to meet the uh, standards of broadcast uh, standards and practices quota um, set forth by the broadcast network uh, w- which is something that ABC backed up happily and she also refutes any notion that she was told to back off the Epstein story And indeed, ABC, unlike NBC News, which is dealing with its own Harvey Weinstein scandal, did continue to report on the Jeffrey Epstein story clear after um, the alleged interview. The question right now is, how high are these standards that... um, they haven't been able to cooperate in anything when um, Savannah Guthrie from the Today Show had an interview with uh, Virginia Roberts uh, that aired on their network. And of course they claim that Ronan Farrow's case was not up to the standard. So it's looking like that's going to be the fallback excuse. And it's not really going to hold water. At least not for a hot minute. Not when your rivals are taking the story and breaking new ground and winning Pulitzers for their trouble. Of course, this is a breaking story. I am going to stay on top of it. But for right now, I'm going to take a break. And I'll be right back. And I'm back. And we haven't done a drunk dating segment in a long time. So, I thought this might be kind of fun. And then as I was actually researching it, um, Emma Watson came out and said something so weird that it's actually going viral and people are really talking about it. And to to be clear, I don't know if she's promoting anything or... I think she has little women coming out. I think she's in that. Um, But anyways, so... As we've talked about, Emma Watson has been paired with um, Cord Overstreet from Glee, 
Tom Felton, who is a fellow Harry Potter franchise alum, and a couple other people, including a, um, I, including a tech CEO. And none of the relationships really have ever worked out. I personally thought she was a lesbian. Not gonna lie. I really did think she was a lesbian. Um, but there's... At least as of right now, there's nothing to corroborate that. Surprisingly. <laughs> so, in an interview with... In an interview with... Um, British Vogue... She says... I was like, why does everyone make such a big fuss about turning 30? This is not a big deal. Cut to 29 and I'm like... Oh my god, I feel so stressed and anxious. And I realized... It's because there's suddenly this bloody influx of subliminal messaging around you. If you have not built a home, if you have not... If you do not have a husband, if you do not have a baby... And you are turning 30 and you're not in some incredibly secure, stable place in your career or you're still figuring things out, there's just this incredible amount of anxiety. And you know what? She is absolutely right. I dare one person to tell me that that's not true. Because I will call you a liar to your face, sir. She, she absolutely makes a great point here about this. And I think the whole thing is... Um, society really does expect you to have it all figured out by the time you're 30. Even though nobody has it figured out by the time they're 50. And again, try to call me out, try to tell me I'm wrong, and I will prove you wrong. (laughs) So, as, as always, you know, I... I really started thinking, you know, I don't know anyone who at 30 was really happy where they were in life, Uh, whether it was career, like she said, or relationships or whatever, there was always something that bothered somebody, if not multiple things. And it really is society telling us, hey, you're supposed to have this shit. You're supposed to have this done already. What's wrong with you? Why don't you have this done? And I'll tell you what's wrong with us. We don't need to have it done yet. Okay? Fuck you. And I am going to get so yelled at for that F-bomb. So, anyways. uh, Emma um, went on to say, and what is quite possibly going to be the quote of 2019... I never believed the whole I'm happy single spiel. I was like, this is totally... This is totally spiel. It took me a long time, but I'm very happy being single. I call it being self-partnered. No, you do not need to adjust your speakers. She actually said that. She said she is self-partnered. And it's actually quite beautiful. So... A couple years ago, I was living in Michigan, and there, there was nobody I was interested in. This is a true story. I was not interested in anybody. 
Um, I had... I had a friend... I, 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 I shouldn't even really call him a friend, to be honest. I had someone that I was sleeping with. And... You know, that was... It was fine. It was enough. But... I wasn't really interested in anything romantic with anybody else. And I wanted to go to the movies one night, but none of my none of my friends were able to. Um, so I ended up taking myself to dinner, and then I took myself out to see um, Batman vs Superman: Dawn of Justice. And let me tell you, that was probably the best time I had. You know, the the guy I like now is perfect in every single way, and I would be lost without him. But I, if I'm being honest, you know, it's nice having him. It's nice having him around. But if things were to go sideways, I I probably would just go fall right back into being single. And not that we're together, it's we're in a weird kind of weird, iffy, crusty place. I, I call it crusty because I really don't know. It's like, one minute I think we're, we're actually together, the next minute I realize that we're not. Um, and I don't know, like... He, he gives off very mixed signals. The one, the one signal he doesn't is, that's not mixed is I know he cares. I know he, I know he cares very deeply about me. I think it's just you know trying to figure out the rest of the details that is stumping us. But what's not stumping me is I'm going to take a break and I'm going to be back. And I'm back. And once again, I just want to take a look at Felicity Huffman serving her time and doing what she's supposed to do. As you know, she was sentenced to 14 days in jail. She ended up serving 11, which is not unheard of. It's not uncommon. Uh, And it it was right within the judge's orders that um, she would be fine. Uh, Meeting off for good behavior and whatnot. Um, she's already starting to do her some of the um, community service that she was ordered her to do. She has 250 hours. She was seen um, today doing um, at least three hours of it at a homeless shelter that helps um, displaced women and women who were sex slaves. And, you know... All of this is just coalescing into a model of what should be done. I have no doubt in my mind that Felicity Huffman will have an epic comeback. It'll start small, probably a guest appearance or two on on a sitcom or in a drama before she takes on a leading role in a splashy drama that puts her right back in 
awards race. Uh, my guess here is it'll be like a limited series, probably, where she will uh, be vying for best actress. And I, I would not rule out her doing a movie where she gets nominated for an Oscar. Uh, she might do some Broadway, although given given that she's on probation, I think it might be harder for her to get permission to leave state and come to New York, but not impossible. I just think it would be very difficult for her to do that. All of this is to say, once again, uh, Felicity Huffman is like the model of what you do. You own your mistake. You humble yourself, put your nose to the grindstone, take care of your punishment, and you're going to get set up for a comeback. Lori Lachlan needs to take no. I guarantee you if Lori Lachlan had, had done this, her comeback would already be started. She would already be on her way to um, to a new Hallmark movie or a new season of her Hallmark show. But since she didn't, she's not going to get it. You know, it, she's going to end up in jail for years and years and years. And really, she has no one to blame but herself. And I know that sounds harsh, and I don't generally mean it to, but it's, it's the God's honest truth at this point. If you can't be bothered to admit what you did was wrong, if you can't be bothered to um, take your punishment and and work your way up and out of it, then you don't deserve anyone's sympathy. And that's just, that's just what it is, period. Uh, so when will Felicity Huffman get back to work? I don't know what she had lined up already or if she had anything lined up before the scandal broke. Uh, so my guess is she probably didn't. I, so she's probably going to have a couple months where she's reading scripts and just waiting for that one offer. You know, um, while the scandal is still big, her name is not toxic anymore. Um, I think Hollywood understands that she knows what she did was wrong. She was just trying to be a good mom. There might be... There might be an interview or something in her future. But I'm going to take a break and I'll be right back. And I'm back. And it is day six of NaNoWriMo. Are you ready to kill someone yet? I'm sure you are. Make sure you just keep that murder on the page, people. Can't have my listeners going to prison. They don't let you listen to drunk gossip in prison. (laughs) Or maybe they do. Maybe this is like torture for prisoners. Oh my god, am am I a prison torture system? Oh, it's funny because it's true. 
uh, uh, so, one of the things, obviously, one of the most important things to happen within NaNoWriMo, or any book that, that is written, is you have to develop the characters. And I have an innate sense of all my characters. I know their backstory. I probably know more about their backstory than I ever need to. Um, and sometimes the backstory is way more interesting than the story I'm actually writing. That's actually happened quite a few times. Um, so much so that I I scrapped the one I scrapped the story that I was writing and went and started writing the backstory as the main plot. Um, but Will and I, and Will has been great. Um, for those of you who don't know, um, November 3rd slash 4th, I lost a dear friend of mine. Um, let me rephrase this up. November 3rd slash 4th, 2018, I lost a dear friend of mine. She had been battling cancer. And uh, I, I was obviously devastated. And with the anniversary coming up, I knew I was going to need a distraction. Um, as it happened, as this happened on on the third, um, Will was with me um, all day. We had uh, we played D&D together, so we had a campaign in the afternoon, and then we had writing group for two hours in the evening. So, you know, he really stepped up and, and helped me out a lot. Um, and then on, on the 4th, uh, he, he was with me via, via text and phone. Um, he talked to me all day, made sure I was okay, making sure I was taking care of myself. And then we did character creation. Now, this is something that we've been doing since the summer. Um, we'll sit down and we'll create just characters that we might play in, in a D&D setting. Um, this has led to a, the creation of what I think will be one of my most iconic characters. Um, and yes, that character will be making an appearance in this book that I'm writing for NaNoWriMo. Um. But, you know, it, the whole thing is just very... It's very creative. Um, the... The characters that we did this evening... Actually helped me come up with another short story for my collection. And, you know, I... I will say this... For anyone who doesn't play D&D, don't knock it till you try it. I know it sounds absurd. I know there's a certain stigma to it. But seriously, if you haven't done it yet, if you haven't played it yet, don't knock it. Because I promise you, it is so helpful. Um, I've never felt better about my writing than when I'm doing these characters. Not because I'm good. I, I, I'm decent. 
Uh, but Will is just, like, he blows my socks off every single time. I swear to Jesus. Um, like, tonight, I, I'm going to try convincing him to actually write this story with me. Um, of course, I don't know how that's going to work when he's Mr. Outliner and I'm Mr. Panzer, but, you know. I'm kind of intrigued to see where, where this could go. Um, because the story tonight was just so much fun. Uh, it was so unique that it's begging to be told. It's a story that's literally begging to be told. And I honestly think that we're the ones to tell the story. And not just because we created the characters. <laughs> Okay, it's mostly because we created the characters. Well, mostly because Will created such a rich backstory for it. Um, but what I've noticed is if you if you just take the template for creating the D and D characters and apply it to your own writing, there's actually something to be said for that. There's there's a little bit of a genius there because when you're creating a D&D character, you have to dig deep. Uh, you have to know how smart they are, how strong they are, how charismatic they are, you know, how athletic, how bendable, and all this stuff. Um, you have to... You have to know things like their their race and their and their name. Well, obviously their name, but you know their race, their age, their um, how fast they can move. What do they believe in? Um, what's their ideal? What's their um, bond? What are some of their personality traits? What's their backstory? You have to know all of that. You so when people say like RPG is really great for writing, it really is great for writing. You know, you you may not like it, you may not think that it's worthy. You may think that it's silly, but it's not. Uh, you know, I, I and I, I honestly I used to be one of those people who was like, oh my god. Are you fucking kidding me? But no, I, you know, now that I've actually played with Will and, and the group, I am so impressed with, with these guys. What they're able to come up with, how they're able to, how they're able to um, come up with plot hooks, how they're able to tell their story without compromising. I think that's really awesome. So, again, I want to know how you guys are doing with NaNoWriMo. Please let me know. Um, Facebook and Insta, at Author Ed Anderson. Twitter, at Author Ed A. Shoot me an email, um, ed at authoredanderson.com. Or leave me a message on um, Anchor Voices. And I'm going to leave you a message right now. I'm going to take a break, and I'm going to be right back. 
and I'm back. And Kristen Stewart has opened up about her relationship with Robert Pattinson. Uh, as you'll recall, the two were co-stars in the Twilight movies, and they were everywhere. Rob Stan was so fucking annoying. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm laughing, but no, seriously. They, they were fucking annoying. They were... Ugh. We were all so happy when they were gone. Uh, and... Of course... Um, they're never really gone because they're part of pop culture history. Uh, like Donnie and Marie or Sonny and Cher... Uh, those two will be forever interlinked because of their relationship and how high profile it was. But uh, the relationship became strained and eventually ended because Kristen Stewart had an affair with her Snow White and the Huntsman director. And they were, um, she and the director were caught canoodling. She claims, she says in a new interview, that they never fucked. But she stopped short of calling it innocent. She says that they, you know, they were making a movie, things got really intense. And one thing led to another, basically, but they never actually had sex. Here's the thing. At this point, it's stupid for her to bring up the uh, that scandal that nearly derailed her career because uh, you know she's she's getting everything back on track and you know uh, she's getting everything back on track now. And why do something that's gonna that could potentially throw another curveball if you're not being honest about it? So, she says because of the scandal, she wasn't allowed to participate in the second movie, and that's, she thinks that that's why the second movie bombed as badly as it did. She also claims that, that the director and her should have been invited back, uh, and because the affair was water under the bridge by the point they were filming, and... Frankly, it's a little insulting to her that um, her personal life affected her professional life in the way that it did. And you hear every single celebrity who has gone down because of a scandal just shaking their head right now in agreement with her. But here's the fact of the matter. When the two are so interlinked, um, you are going to have to deal with that. <clears throat> so, uh, you know, after the affair was made public by a paparazzi shot, Robert dumped her. Donald Trump got involved for some reason. They got back together very briefly and ultimately ended the relationship. Now, a lot of people have said, and this was all over the gossip blogs, and it uh, it started leaking into the mainstream media a little bit that Robert and Kristen only dated because of the movies and it was just a the relationship was just for publicity 
Kristen refutes that. She says, no way, no how. Their relationship was for real. She loved him. And he loved her. She says that there was... There was nothing about the relationship that was... um, Fake. Except, of course, it was fake. Here's, Here's the thing. Here's my theory on fake relationships... And I'm going to write about this later on um, for a drunk gossip essay. No matter if a relationship starts off as, for publicity or um, truly romantic, there's always going to be feelings involved because there's two humans involved. And Kristen and Robert went through something that not very many other people go through. So they they literally only had one another to lean on. So there were very intense feelings. Does that make it a real relationship? Maybe. But what we know what we know now of Kristen and what we know of Robert I think it's disingenuous to say that um, that that the relationship was anything more, at least in the beginning, anything more than a, a PR setup. Now, I'm not saying he didn't love her. I'm not saying she didn't love him. Like I said, they're two humans. They probably did love one another. She's also said that she loves him very much. And honestly, I can kind of see that. You know, she, she's called him her best friend. Uh, and I don't think they've spoken since Twilight Raps. The Twilight Saga Rap, I should say. So, I mean, that's a little bit sad for her. And I can kind of see where, she, you know, she would get really sad that her best friend's not speaking to her. But she, in, in all honesty, she gets very real in this interview. She talks about a lot of things. Um, she says that she does want to get married. And here's the thing. Like, I've, I've always kind of been on the outskirts. You know, um, Will and I were just having a conversation um, about a past conversation that we had with some, with some mutual friends. Um, where, we, where we discussed what we wanted. And at the time, I wasn't sure. Now I'm sure I I want a husband. I want to be with somebody that loves me and that I love back. I think I found him. Like I said in an earlier segment, um, it's just a little complicated right now. But you know, I've I've gotten to that point in my life where yeah, now I do want to get married. Uh, I I've never really wanted kids. I don't. I'm not as opposed as I used to be. I'm open to. Having a kid, um, especially if it's important to my husband, I have a couple of conditions that need to be met. But uh, I've already run them by Will. He's he thinks that they're very standard, uh, it, and so does everyone else that I run them by. Uh, and Kristen said the same thing. She, you know, she she wants to get married. She, you know, she wants to be part of a team. And that just reminds me of <laughs> the Will and Grace where uh, Edie Falco and Chloe Silvani 
guest star as a lesbian power broker couple. And they keep saying the word team, and, and Grace... Grace finally asked at the end of the episode, what is it with them and team? And I really just, I, I really do want to know what it is with lesbians and teams. <laughs> but what I want to know even more right now is this is the end of the, this is the, end of the episode. Uh, I, I didn't bring the shot glasses. Will is going to scream at me, but that's all right. Uh, thank you all so much for listening, as always. And until next time... Cheers.